Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. All right, all right. This is Tracy Harrell, and it is so much bigger than me. Today, I am super excited about the guest that I have in studio. I have with me Sean Palmer. Welcome. Hi, Tracy. Thank you. I also have Ms. Bolanle Ambonije, who's been on the show several times. Good afternoon, Tracy. Thank, <laughs> you, you, thank you so much for having me. Again. Can you say the word that I love so much when I call you? Greetings. <laughs> I'm sorry. She says it in a very, if you, we'll, we'll give your number out at the end. I'm joking. When you call Bolanle, she says, greetings. And there's such love and joy in your voice. What I love about the two people that we have on the show today is we're going to be talking about how to live your best life. And the topics are going to be pretty intense, right? pretty serious, but also fun. We're going to be talking about dating and relationships, joy. I mean, this woman, these guys are actually all about living their best life, dating and relationships. There's some specific strategies we're going to share. Chivalry and gentlemanliness. Get some advice from Sean here. And then... Um, this concept of acts of kindness versus servant leadership, and they're both servant leaders in what they do, and we'll give a little introduction here in a minute, and then veterans advocacy, if we can get to all of that. If not, we'll bring them back. There's a lot to talk about. So we're going to go back to quick introductions. So how I know Sean is I met him, um, and there was just a, a lot of energy. I met you at a, as a, at a business uh, function, and there was such positive energy. And then there were, as we started to talk, there were so many areas that you could help others. And so we define you as a father, a veteran, a, a Navy lieutenant, a volunteer, and a servant leader. And your passion and your energy to help others is outstanding. We're going to show a video. You got you to watch this video. We're going to show a video uh, of, like, again, this show is about bigger than me. is about helping others to live their best life. And that's what you both do every day. Is there anything else you want to share about yourself besides that, that brief introduction? Uh, Brooklyn Marie, when you wind up listening to this, I love you, baby girl. That's your daughter. It is. Did I mention father first? <laughs> Did I mention that? Father first, Navy lieutenant. Thank you for your service. Our pleasure. Thank you for your service. Seriously, I don't, I don't say that lightly. I have two brothers who were in the military. One is no longer with us, so thank you for your service. And then you're a volunteer and you're a servant leader. You give. That's, that's who you are. Absolutely. And we're going to talk to other people about why that's important. Love it. Don't nodding. You have to speak. This is radio. Oh, it's radio and YouTube. So, Miss Balanle, you're a mother. I am. You're the owner of an education and training company. Tell us about the company. What's the name of it? It's called You and I Rise, and um, we mainly contract with schools, school districts, and institutions. To uh, And what I like to say about the company is that we use African-centered philosophy to solve American problems at school, working in the community. I, I love it. I love it. And the reason the two of you are like so perfect to have on the show, you're similar in so many ways and you're different in so many ways. You also have a leadership 
company business. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely, and thank you. The Leadership Coalition is actually my modularized uh, and tailorable team building and leadership development curriculum. Originally designed specifically for high school and college students, and I was actually giving an assembly in, uh, in Eastern Washington in the middle school, and, and I come off the gym floor and one of the PTSA moms grabs my elbow and says, you need to come do this at my company. Mm. And, and my, my knee-jerk reaction was, but I don't do that. <laughs> And, and then the business coach in me kind of had to kick in and be like, wait a minute, here's someone who's saying there's demand for what I do at this next level. Mm -hmm. So now we have our student enrichment program that runs parallel with our professional development program. I, I love it. We're going to talk more about that because you actually have key principles when it comes to servant leadership. And there's so much we're going to talk about. Again, we're not probably going to get to, we're not going to get as, we're going to have a, a great show. How about that? And Ms. Bellana, you're visiting us. We've had you on the phone numerous times. You're visiting from St. Louis. I am. I am. Why are you here? Isn't oh. there a new? <laughs> well, I'm here because of my family. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new, a new right. addition to your family. Exactly. the The next generation of my family is is underway. So we have a, a six month old that my very first granddaughter. She's and so, so I'm cute. here to care for her, and that's why I'm here uh, in Seattle uh, for the next six months. I love that. So she'll be back. We've had her on the phone numerous times. Mm -hmm. She'll be back. But so will Sean. Sean. Sean's actually a native here. So Sean, when you first came on, when you and I first started talking, I was like, oh, God, there's so much for us to talk about. Um, what I love about the dynamic between the two of you is we're going to just start with dating, right? Because this beautiful lady, look how gorgeous she is. She's lovely. And one of our conversations... <laughs> You can't, you can't hear that enough, I tell you. you it's true. It's true. <laughs> He's handsome. It. She's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And they're givers. They're doers. They're, they're living their best life and helping others to do the same. And I, I, I love that. So we're going to talk about dating and relationships. So, Sean, what do you do as it relates to that? You said you're a coach in some way. You help people with dating. What do you do? Well, naturally, I'm, I'm a mentor. And, and I am not a relationship coach. There are so many great people that are doing mm -hmm. that. And, and that's two levels above what I do. But I found a, a couple of very distinct things that I can do to help. Mm -hmm. And that is I, I coach both men and women how to better and more effectively vet their first dates. Did you hear that, people? How to vet dates. Can I Absolutely. jump in and say something? Please. Okay, because my contribution to this <laughs> to this uh, wonderful uh, conversation is that I have been told by people that I really, really care about and who, and who I know have my best interest at heart that I don't vet well. So that is, you know. That you really, don't vet well. Yeah, that I don't vet, vet well. Many so of us this, don't. So this is quite a, a, a fortunate uh, opportunity for me to be it's a part the, of this conversation. I so, guess these divine connections. <laughs> so for all of you listening, Absolutely. and so when, when you told me about what you did, I thought, oh, wouldn't it be great to have him do it to someone and with someone? Let's just put it into practice, right? Let's just do it. So I don't what think you, that's what he had in mind. I know it wasn't, but okay, we just go with the flow. I like to say that this show is very intentional, and it's also organic. Are you down for a little test case? Look at us coming together and solving <laughs> problems. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. So what? So how do you do it? So first of all, you you gave me some some information about how do you help men and women to vet better. What are some of what what is your primary strategy? Well, first we have to lay the groundwork on why a lot of first dates don't work and, don't and how we don't leverage them to yes. properly vet if we're going to have a second date or not. Yes. 
So think about date number 12 or 15 where it's more casual and you're asking if you should grab a pizza on your way over. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not a bad thing. That's progression and, and a comfort level in the relationship and, and you've moved on to that point. But think back to what a first date is. And mm. we're both on our best behavior. We're mm-hmm. trying to project our best good self mm-hmm. and we're dressed to the, the nines. You got the lift up bra. No, I'm just <laughs> No, all of that. Right? That's part of that. All of that is part now, of that. Now, the, the human being in us wants to provide that for the other person. We want them to be their their best good selves as well. So we, we exist in this this small talk. Yes. And, and we don't let it get far beyond that. Oh, you like golden retrievers? I like golden retrievers, <laughs> too. It, it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. Instead, now, first, men and women both have to identify what they're looking for. That This is critical. If If we go on the date and go... I'm, I'm completely open, whatever this person acts like, I'm going to judge it in real time. We have got to walk in there with, these are the things I'm looking for. I, I call these clear expectations, people. So setting clear expectations and being intentional, having some, some bar by which this person must, must align with, meet or exceed. Absolutely. And this is critical. I just had to pause. You said, when we were first talking, you said, first you have to know what you want and then, but let's pause there. So for women and men... Take a moment and think about what you are looking for in a mate and or this actually applies to business relationships, too. We had that conversation as well. You have to vet people that you're working with, right, that you are bringing onto your team. I actually run a couple of boards. And if you don't do that well, you have problems. Absolutely. Someone can look well on paper, but if you're not able to work with them, if they're not open, if it's not a good, what word did you say, fit? Uh, hiring or recruiting for fit versus for skill. These are these are all important things. So let's um, get back to dating, but think about this either prof- if you're married, think about it professionally. Think about it if you're gonna you know do social work in the community. Think about it as it relates to any friendships, right? Like you wanna kind of get to the um, real questions. So tell us a little bit more about what you do. So when I'm working with someone who's out there in the dating universe, I have them identify their three primary characteristics or traits they're looking for. We then translate those traits into questions that we ask. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when we ask the question, we don't, we're not just listening for the content that's coming back to us, but we are paying attention to body language, response time, uh, how they mm-hmm. share, how excited they are when they share. Mm-hmm. And there's not a right or wrong answer that we're seeking. We're looking to see if that resonates with us. Mm-hmm. Because someone who, who answers a question one way might be a fantastic person, but they're not a fit for us. Mm-hmm. And someone who, who answers ideally for us might not be someone else's ideal. Mm-hmm. So the whole point is to see how they fit with us and if there's going to be a second date. I love it. So, again, to thine own self be true. Know what you want, what you're looking for, what your top three things are. When we had our conversation, I said humor. And I am in a relationship, and I said humor is really important. Guy has to be smart. Like, I think I'm pretty smart. So you got to be bring something to the table my honey's a genius um but also honest and transparent those are my top three um and so I'm not in the dating scene so but we did we did go through I love I love what you said to me about humor so we're gonna do my little test first so what did you tell me um I should ask if it related to for humor if I was looking for someone with who was humorous I love, I love what you, what advice you gave me. And then we're going to go to you, Belanley. So get your three ready. Are you thinking about your three? I am. Okay. So my, one of mine was humor. Absolutely. And a lot of women think that's important. And men. I, I think that's, that's a, a universally well-accepted, you know, core character trait. Okay. We want someone Perfect. with at least a little bit of a sense of humor. Yes. Certainly one that lines up with ours. Yes. And, and these traits that we're looking for are not checkboxes. It's not, we're not going to look up from our phone or look up from our salad yes. and say, 
you know, favorite person in your life. We're going to ask them an engaging question so that we can then measure how that comes back to us. Okay. So one, we have to understand active listening because way too often we listen to then respond. Oh, this mm. person's talking. What am I going to say back to them? Mm-hmm. And we don't do enough listening to comprehend and understand. Right. right. So that's step one. Step two is to ask the engaging question and see where that goes. Yes. Measuring both the content and the delivery as it comes back. I love it. Specific to sense of humor, you mm-hmm. ask someone, share with me, please, what was the last time you laughed really hard? Now, that's a great question. Absolutely it is. Tell us more. Why is that a great question? It's a great question because it, it gets them to think about when they laughed really hard and why and how they respond to you. So if they have to sit there and think about it, they might be measuring their response, or maybe they didn't laugh really hard at any point in, in recent memory that, that they can recall. Maybe this person's not a laugher. Not that they aren't good to be around, but if that's one of our core traits we're seeking, maybe not a fit. Maybe what they laughed about was a video they watched. Maybe it was somebody falling down. Maybe it was a joke they shared with somebody who's, who's close to them, maybe an old college friend, maybe their sister. So the way that comes back and the way that they present and share that is, is what mm. we're trying to cue on to see this is a person whose personality resonates and matches with mine. Now, what I, what I, the reason I love these questions so much is because it says so much about the person. So when, when you and I were talking and I said humor, you talked about how that question also can help to confirm if that person aligns with your values. Because if that person came back and said, you said something about I was drinking with my buddies and we watched someone fall down and we all just laughed you were like, yikes, is that the type of person that would laugh at someone falling down? Is that the person, type of person you want in your life? Exactly. There, is a lot, there are a lot of ancillary values that can come from somebody answering a question that's not simply yes or no. Mm-hmm. Open-ended enough to let them be themselves, mm-hmm. but we're getting past what's your favorite color and what's your favorite movie. Did you guys hear that? So can you say why these questions are important? They're open-ended open-ended and it invites the other person to share about themselves Mm. more than that first date small talk that Mm. we find ourselves just falling into genius genius so i love that question about humor um miss balanle i do too um what are your top three real quick your top three then we'll come back and have him help us with some questions or some way to get insight on those three things self-awareness honesty and openness to other people's self-awareness and honesty. <laughs> okay, so hold on now. Self-awareness, meaning the person has to be self-aware. You want yeah, them to it's, be it's internal honest, honesty. Internal yeah. honesty. So mm-hmm. potentially I'm, I'm percolating this in my own head. Mm-hmm. Is this like um, self-awareness? Like they have a pursuit of new information. They're on, you know, interested in... Um, Growing and be their best every day. Is that the kind of... No, that's not what I mean. So you're when, saying just self-aware. When I say self-awareness, I mean like being uh, uh, aware of my own likes and dislikes, my own uh, and my, uh, my emotions and how my behavior and my emotions and my decisions impact the situation or other people and, and that kind of thing. My awareness of myself... And how I impact others around me. That's deep. So I knew it was deeper than just the word self-awareness. You got that? Absolutely. Okay. What's number two again? We're just going a little deeper on these honesty, two things, people. Honesty. Honesty. Being 
talking to other, being being open with other people about my emotions and what what my motivations are and and so it's my, openness it's honesty and openness it sounds well, like well when i say when i say honesty i'm talking about with other people cuz self awareness is an internal absolutely honesty. and then the honesty that i'm saying that's the word honest has to do with the way i interact with other people openly open right. and honest i'm 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 telling the truth about myself to you, yes. I'm, you I'm, again, I'm building on um, on that right. word. That so is, I'm thinking op- honestness, honesty, openness. Is there some concept of transparency in there? Well, yeah, that's what okay. the honesty is, and then the that. and okay. then the, right, and then the openness has to do with being receiving other people's self awareness and honesty. Okay, and then the third thing was that the third one is openness. Okay, to oh. other people. Oh, okay, to okay. Hearing so other fr- people and and. And weighing it is Perfect. just as important as their own. You understand Love what I'm saying? It. Yes, absolutely. So self-aware, I'm just taking notes too. Honesty and then openness. Being open to 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 hear input from other people. Is that Does the word respect resonate with you when you think about openness yes, to hear from it, others? Yes, it has to do with res- respecting other people's self-awareness and their, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being willing to hear and receive their their input, their themselves. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, it. You, you you got it. Oh yeah. Okay. Per- so so what I love about this, people, so pause with me. So think about your three things, and you see how she came up with three words, but then we had to peel back the onion just a little bit to get a little deeper on each of those words, so we're clear what we're looking for, right? We want someone who's self-aware, willing willingness to be self-aware, focused on self-growth. We got this concept of being honest and truthful about your self-awareness, and then this concept of uh, being open and respectful to the input of others. Got it. Got it? Okay. Got it. So you got a beautiful lady, gorgeous, <laughs> very clear on the top three things that she's interested in. Let's start with number one. What would you ask her to do, questions you would ask, or how would she she, she um, vet someone more appropriately to ensure that this one of her top three traits are reflected in that individual? This is a, a great one to start with because it, it's usually very, very challenging. When you ask someone about, about one of those, those personal traits like integrity or honesty, you come right out and ask, are you an honest person? Yeah. <laughs> For those of you that are just on the radio, there's an emphatic head nod going on right now. Yes, of course you can answer that way. I, I feel one of the best ways to really get at, at the root of that and just have it be a natural part of the conversation, which is key because we're, what we're not going to do is pull out our checklist. <laughs> right. Be like, number one, although I would do that, but thank you for clarifying. Absolutely. Don't do that, people. So we're, we're working these questions uh, into our natural conversation yes. with, on, on day one. Mm-hmm. And it's aside from someone in, in your immediate family, share with me someone that you – uh, with who you hold the most valuable relationship mm. or whose relationship to you hold in high regard. And, and think about the way we're asking that. Yes. Again, we're not looking up and saying, hey, who's the favorite person in your life? Well, that's you're inviting a very short answer. Mm-hmm. Instead, you're getting them to think about holding value, relationship. And now we're outside of being able to say, uh, well, I'm, I'm closest to my sister, my brother, my, my mom, or a family member. Now mm-hmm. looking outside of that. We're looking at relationships not through blood, but through the work that comes with mm-hmm. uh, building a very solid relationship. Mm-hmm. And how they are, uh, how they talk about that person 
especially when the other person isn't there. I think that is a very telling characteristic of people, mm-hmm. how they talk about other people mm. when they're not there. Absolutely. Are they building this person up? Are they saying uh, why? And are they, are they able to articulate why this person is important to them? And, and we're gauging, are they smiling while they're, t- while they're telling the mm. story? Uh, how quickly did, it, uh, did, it, did the answer come? Are they trying to choose between four people? Is there one person that holds that very special place in, in their life, no matter who it might be? And, and we're gauging that response. And That's a great, yeah. We are actively listening so that we can better understand them. And then the conversation from there, mm-hmm. tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. Or if there's something that, uh, that doesn't quite resonate with me, here, here's a great phrase. Uh, this is my value add for your listeners. Help me understand. Mm. By, by sharing those words with someone, help me understand. You are inviting them to help better explain rather than say something like, I don't get it. I don't agree. Mm. Help me understand what you're trying to share with me. I love it. So go back. Huge people. Are you, are you paying attention? Did you hear what he just said? How did that? I, w- I want to make sure I got the question down. You said aside from someone in your immediate family, name someone that you. Whose relationship you hold in the highest regard. And someone whose relationship you hold in the highest regard. So Miss Balanle, how did you did that question? You like that question? Is that something you can use? I do. I, 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 I do like the question, and it is something that I can use, and it's something that I will use. And, and uh, the, the things that you were saying about what to listen for, uh, how people talk about other people is something that I'm really sensitive to, mm-hmm. especially when it, they're talking about somebody I don't know. and oh, Even if they're talking about somebody I do know, but... I'm just listening for how people, how they're talking about a person. Mm-hmm. And that really, and when you add, when you said, are they building that person up or, you know, that kind of thing, that just resonated with me like, oh, thing, see that, mm-hmm. I know I'm, you know, that, that does speak to a value, you know, and it does, that is something that I really, really pay attention to. And yeah, I appreciate that. I told you I was going to learn something. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. I, I love it. And, and, and let me tell you what's interesting about this dynamic, too. We're open, honest people. You'll both be back numerous times. We've got a number of topics we could talk about. But we also talked over lunch. Like, we agree that there's a different dynamic between black relationships, right, and white relationships. But there's some universal truths that we're talking about today. And right, so that's right. why when you because say, I knew I would learn really. something. Because initially, you know, we're like, hey, there's a different thing. You got this white guy trying to tell me about dating? Really? Right. Oh well, it it wasn't exactly like that, but I do understand. <laughs> but but yeah, exactly I mean, I, like I had a different idea about what the topic would be. So right. so yes. Mm-hmm. And so what mm-hmm. we love about you is you're sharing universally sound um, advice for men and women, black and white, age brown, yellow, red, whatever, whatever. You're basically saying connecting with people. Like th- this is a way for us to get a little deeper connections with individuals to learn more about them than the surface conversations that we typically have for way too long at, at the root of of most of what i do mm-hmm. uh, from business coaching to teaching leadership to helping others date i am a student of the human dynamic mm. and and help other people engage with our fellow humans and and there are some nuances to that and, and i don't understand all of the cultural differences and, mm-hmm. and never what i what i think i do I paint with a, a 
very wide brush. I see things from the 10,000 foot view. But yes, universally, this applies to almost, almost everybody. everybody. Right. You want to? Yeah. Yes, I agree. And uh, it is very similar to the work that I do. I just don't apply it in the in the interpersonal um, setting. I apply it in um, in for parenting. Right. In the parent. Well, that is interpersonal. But I mean, uh, yeah, I you apply it in a different relationship. Do you want to talk about it real quick? You want to tell people like what you do? You and I rise. I mean, it's important. Well, well the work that I do is, is, is it's amazing. The work that I do um, is mainly around parent education, and it, and it's really broadening to be the relationship between adults and children and our responsibility to children as mm-hmm. adults, and, and not just as parents, but as teachers as well, because teaching and parenting are pretty much the same thing. It's just that teaching is, is formal parenting, and parenting is informal teaching, but they're both very... Like we gotta that. knock out like what yeah. it is. Say that yes. again. Yes. Parenting is teaching is informal parenting, and parenting is informal teaching. Pa- parenting is yes. Parenting Love is it. informal teaching. Teaching is formal parenting. It's formal parenting. Oh, parenting is informal teaching, and teaching is formal parenting. Yes. Ooh. Yes, because like they're structured. There's a whole lot more structure to mm. it, and and you're parenting a group of children, and you're taking them through mm. a curriculum, you know. And, I and love that. And, and a child has to be in a state to be able to benefit from that type of parenting because it requires more self-discipline on the part of the child, and that is the part that's missing. We have a growing number of our children entering school districts and schools and unprepared, not having that internal self-discipline. And that's something that is best learned at home. And that's the part that I'm putting in. You know, that's the, mm-hmm. that's the contribution that, that my work is to the, the field of education. But what you're talking about, Sean, is about the way men and women relate to each other, the way people relate to each other when you're tr- trying to make connections on the romantic and the, uh, in a way that helps us to build homes and households, which is something that is sorely needed. And it's sorely needed in the black community as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I agree that your information is universal. Mm-hmm. So I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit more about, so did you, did you, you like, I, I saw, we, we call this, I'm from, I'm from the South. So when you're like, yes, yes, that's the amen corner is what we call that. It's like, yes, I'm with you. So what I love about what she just said is this concept of um, uh, connecting, right, and, and and ensuring that people are prepared to learn. Students are prepared to learn that they come in to the school system prepared to learn. I'm gonna I'm gonna have you come back and talk about making sure you're prepared to be in a relationship, right? But tell us a little bit about how can what can parents do, and we're gonna have you on again and go deeper into this. But just real quick. What, what is your f- one thing that you typically advise parents on helping their children to be prepared to learn, to go into school to be prepared to learn? Well, it begins at, at home with uh, understanding the difference between a child and a student. Because uh, uh, a student is, it doesn't matter the age, but particularly when we're grooming our children and when we're um, preparing them for the schooling process, it requires a level, like I said, a level of self-discipline that is not necessarily required at home. But because you go and enter a school, you're entering into a group, and that's group dynamics. So the best way to prepare our children 
at home is to basically get them in the habit of obeying our instructions. Mm. So we call it teach our children to obey us. And sometimes people have, uh, and when I, let me define the word obey, which me, it simply means to to do what we tell them to do or follow our instructions when we, when we give them. So <laughs> when mm-hmm. we give them an instruction that they are in the habit of actually doing it when we tell them because that's the that's the basic building block for self discipline. But I don't I wanna, love that. No, 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 no. That's that. great. Hold on, because mm-hmm. let me tell you, my brain connect is connecting these two things. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're saying students, and, and if you're watching the show, you know we have a broad audience, right? That, that watches. So whether you have students, whether you're dating, most people have people in their families. I don't have children, but I have nieces and nephews, and it's mm-hmm. very important that we ensure that those um, building blocks are in place. Right. So yes. self-discipline is important, but it's also important when it comes to relationships and other building blocks are important. So when you when you said the individual should be clear what three things they want in a relationship. Right. But oh, in, in, in another person in, in the other person. But also there's some other foundational things, I bet. Like what what other foundational thing would you say that that demonstrates someone is actually ready to go into a relationship before you thinking about this other person? Where are you, you know? I, I remember this conversation. I think we were talking about baggage, right? Yes. And, <laughs> that was a great conversation. And, and way too often I, I, I see it in, in social media and I see it when I, when I speak with people and, and I, I mentor and coach. It's I, I don't want any baggage. You know, I just find me that, that, that baggage-free person. And that doesn't exist <laughs> exactly. because baggage is, is a euphemism for all the negative experiences, right? But that we're human and that's what makes us who we are. Positive and negative experiences. Uh, of course. Right. And so that baggage-free unicorn isn't out there. There's no baggage-free unicorn. There's no so baggage-free unicorn. People. You heard you it here first. You aren't baggage-free. <laughs> exactly. First of all, we all you know. have prior experiences, unless you're a clone that just came out. And right, we all, as as adults, have had prior experiences that shape who we are. And I love your unique perspective about it. You you basically said, how do how do you manage the baggage? How do you make sure that they're? It it's important to realize that one. Uh, Blondley's absolutely correct. We bring our own, right? Mm-hmm. So how unfair is it? Oh no, no, I'm going to bring my baggage. <laughs> you don't, you don't bring yours. <laughs> we all have it, right? We all have those experiences that that shape who we are and, and make us who we are. And 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 thank the good Lord for them. So we need to understand that everyone's going to come with it. the The key is to be paired with someone whose baggage does not exacerbate our own. And that mm. gives us an opportunity to take the things that are great about us and build that person up. Mm. And then that person does that for us. And, and now we're in, in this relationship that's a little bit more of an upward spiral mm. as opposed to keying on the negative baggage. And, and again, for you radio listeners, I, I'm making air quotes with my fingers, <laughs> negative baggage. And, and it, it's that downward spiral. And there are lots of things that downward spiral, like when you flush the toilet. And we don't want that in our relationship. We want that upward spiral. We want that, yes. We yes. want one of these. Yes. May, may I say something? Please, please. Okay. So when I, that, that term baggage is, for me, I think about it as self-awareness to be, because yes, oh. to come with your baggage, I, it, it's helpful for me to know what my baggage is. And to know uh, where the baggage comes from and to be able to articulate that so that uh, because my baggage is going to impact your baggage 
and and it's important for me to know when my baggage is doing that. And it's important for me to take ownership of it when it happens because it's going to happen. And so that's where that self-awareness comes from that, that I'm talking about is to to be aware of the of and, and, and even the word baggage itself is a it has a negative connotation. But just to be aware of my own uh-huh. history, my own. So like everybody is their own country. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has their own language, their own history, mm-hmm. their own culture, their own, you know, uh, reason why they are, you know. And why, so the way they are. Exactly. The reason why they, they are, are and, and the way they are. Exactly. Right. right. And yes. so the 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 more in tune that I am with with that, you know, why I am this way. Why is it that, you know, I behave this way when this thing happens? If I can tell you that, it helps you to know me better. Absolutely. If I if I choose not to tell you that, then you're just left with questions. The, 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 there's so much we could talk about. You just hit on something. I'm going to bring it up, and then we're going to come back to your three things because we, we're not we're going to end the show. Look how quickly time flies. So actually, I'm going to I'm going to hold. We're going to come back. We're going to bring you guys back because you just talked about people being on their own their own island, their own country, right? There's a book, The Four Agreements, and then there's a book, The Fifth Agreement, that was written, and he talks about that very specifically. And he basically talks about, you know, us, each individual. I'll, I'll stop there. We'll come back to that book, period. Um, but if you, you know, I like to give out books, so feel free to write that down, listening audience. Um, very clear that we are all individuals and knowing that we all have our own story. Right? And being aware of that story and your role in someone else's story. So I love that. So if we go on to number two of Belanle's things, Belanle's desires. Number one was self-growth and willingness to be aware. Willing to, willingness to be self-aware. Self-aware. Number two was this concept of honesty and being truthful about your self-awareness. And we have yes. Coach, um, Coach Sean here who's going to give us another uh, question or way for Belanle to ask potential suitors. Um, so question number two, mm-hmm. uh, as it relates to, and these questions both kind of cover the, the two the two traits together, okay. honesty and, and self-awareness. So okay. the first question was about someone outside of your immediate family mm-hmm. you hold a valuable relationship with. And the other one is, what's one thing you feel others would say you have to improve, but you feel you've got dialed in? Mm. And there is a lot. There is a lot going on in this question. Yes, there is. Because way too often in a job interview, especially, we talk about, oh, what's one of your weaknesses? And we are trained to turn that weakness into a strength. And, right. and now we're all politicians because right. everything is good and there's nothing wrong with me. Well, I work really, really hard. I think I work way too hard. That's the right. That's the right. I'm an overachiever. Right. <laughs> you turn that into something positive. So as it relates to relationships, what is she looking for? Like, what's the. Tell us more about why that's such a good question. You're you're looking for a little bit of vulnerability. Mm. You're you're looking for the the admission, the awareness that someone sees you in an imperfect way. Mm. If they respond with, you know what, I really can't think of anything. <laughs> really, you can't think of a thing that your your coworkers, your college friends, your parents haven't said you need to. You can't think of anything. Well, okay. that would probably be denial. <laughs> I love it. Oh, but I like you said looking for a bit of vulnerability and then looking for the awareness that someone else sees you imperfect. That that admission that other people see you imperfect. And then how do you frame that person? 
Mm. Do you frame that person negatively or do you frame it as something positive that, yes, you know, when, when all is said and done, I get it. I do need to work on this. I appreciate the fact that they're in my life and, and, mm. and they raise this. And, and what are they demonstrating with, with how, with how they, how they deliver, how they present the content? Because it's not just about what right. comes out. She's smiling. She's no, all smiling. Is, no, we're we're having so, a moment. Yes, I am so, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Now, say I don't put my lips together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm taking notes. So, so everyone knows, if you've watched mm-hmm. my show more than once, you that's know that I've literally written that. three books mm-hmm. in the last nine months since I left Microsoft. It's been like divine, divine connections in so many ways. And so when I'm taking notes, this is content that's going in my book, by the way. So we're on the same page. Um. But for, for, for also for people to do your own work, like we're doing work live on the show. She's saying she's looking for the right guy, right, with the right traits, and we're doing the work here. I got 100 pounds to lose. We're going to be doing that work too, right? Right, doing it live. Like we're being vulnerable. We're putting it out there, and we're saying we're it's bigger than me, baby. We're doing it to help ourselves and to help you on the journey. Exciting. Absolutely. It is. So All she right, smiled. So, okay, we got to keep moving. So, so wait a minute. I have oh. a question. <laughs> But see, what it has to do with, uh, are you taking clients? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So people, people reach out to you to add, to access your services, you know, similar to what you're doing to with me right now. Yes. In small groups or or one-on-one. So how do people contact you? There you go. And and, and we're going to actually host. A, a call-in show, right? We're gonna actually host a call-in show. Uh, people get you things. To, no, I, I know, I know. It is. But we could also host like a, a session for you to bring some people mm-hmm. in, do some community things. But how do they reach you? I love that. I, I feel that the best way to reach out to me is going to be via email, mm-hmm. and that is going to be info at theleadershipcoalition.org. Theleadershipcoalition.org. Info at or Sean at Sean the Cool Way S H A W N. Sorry for all you S-E-A-N's out there. Or S-H-O-N's. I don't know. Um, S-H-A-W-N at theleadershipcoalition.com. And since people have got their pens out, we're going to have them um, also reach out to Balama. Did you hear what she was saying about parenting connections? How do they reach you, Miss You and I Rise? It's Bolanle, B as in boy, O-L-A-N-L-E at the letter U, A-N-D, letter I, R-I-S-E dot com. Again, B-O-L-A-N-L-E at U-A-N-D-I-R-I-S-E dot com. All right. Now, like I said, we're going to have both of you back numerous times, but let's keep moving. That was great. Any questions, Ms. Balanle, about uh, Sean's tip number two on your second trait that you're looking for? I don't have any questions at all because that speaks volumes. That question there is that's like serious. Uh, that's that's a serious. And question. you see the it's levels of it. But we love you. We're loving you right now. Yeah, because I appreciate there's, that. But there's mm-hmm. multiple layers to it. Like you said, the vulnerability. Who doesn't like a guy who's vulnerable? And then the, the topic we were going to talk about today was a little bit about chivalry and um, gentlemanness. We're going to come to that at some point. Maybe okay. get ready for some tips. But let's go to her third. Um, because to have a guy who's strong, a real man, and vulnerable is awesome, right? And then they're aware of, of opportunity and then still loving those people who see them and then want them to be their best. That's huge. So thank you. We're good? Ready to move on? Absolutely. Okay. Number three. 
was I wrote that down as respect and openness to the input of others. Is that accurate? Yes, openness to other people's self-awareness and honesty, you know, because other people, because uh, for me, you know, for me to have a level of self-awareness and to be honest, and I'm regularly doing that, it creates a, a level of self-confidence in myself. And, and if I'm not careful, arrogance, you know, and so whether or not I'm open to receiving other mm. people who they are and not the way just because they're different from me. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. You understand. Are you ready for to, to, to coach her on this particular Let, let's, one? Let's finish this off. Let's do it. So number three, how, right. what would you re- recommend? So this one is really more of an observation. Uh, observe how that person interacts with the people around you, especially if you are out for a meal. Observe how they interact with the wait staff, how mm. they treat other people when they have a choice. And, and that can be really telling. Now, we, there's a way to take it to, to the next level. And, and we really have to temper this because it's going to involve other people. Mm-hmm. And we have to be very considerate and aware of being in someone else's bubble. Mm-hmm. So okay. we, can, we can make some very casual 10,000-foot view observations of the people around us. But let's say that the couple at the table next to us seems very open. They seem friendly. It doesn't seem like they're, they're having a, a, a serious conversation. Uh, and they would be open to engaging a little bit of conversation. Mm-hmm. You lean across the table and you say, you know what? I really want to know what, what wine they're drinking and if they would recommend it. Now, at this point, the man gets to demonstrate his willingness to, to engage with others, mm. listen to others, do it courteously and politely. Wow, and, I love that. And demonstrate how he frames you to them. Mm. Now, there should be baseline, a, a very cursory level of, of uh, courteousness uh, when that engagement happens. Excuse me, sir, ma'am, uh, don't mean to interrupt. My date was wondering what wine you're drinking. Mm. Now, you have a first name, Belanle, and it is quite beautiful. <laughs> and if, if your suitor is addressing you as my date, mm-hmm. I'm going to give that a D answer, right? That, that's, that, that's See, a I, D didn't grade. Include, I didn't even include me. I called my honey, honey. Hopefully, honey, no, no, no offense by not using your real name. But if he says instead, sir, miss, excuse me, uh, we... Oh. oh, we picked up on that little subtlety, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, yes. We, we noticed the wine you were drinking. Would you recommend it? And, and what are you drinking? Now, he could take it a step further. Sir, ma'am, excuse me. I'm James. This is Blondley. We were wondering what wine you're drinking and, mm. and if you recommend it. You're paying attention to his willingness to engage, mm-hmm. to him be that, that figurehead, be that, the man in, in that relationship Indeed. for all of those 30 or 45 seconds, mm-hmm. how he engages with other people, and then his ability to pssst, Shut it and then listen to what the other people have to say Indeed. and then thank them for that. I love it. She's all yeah. smiles. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I truly am. I am all smiles. I'll make it bigger. It's not. Uh oh. We're going to show a video of Sean real quick as soon as Mike gets it all set up. Um, that was awesome. You like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. I love it. Like, any, any, any comments? because that was that was perfect that's, that's great yes and um 
Yeah. I think you're going to be getting some calls from the listeners. <laughs> what uh, is it? Pete. Info at the Leadership Coalition. <laughs> right. Sean spelled the right way. S H A W N at the Leadership Coalition.com. He said the cool way. The cool way. Both of them are correct. There you go. There you go. Real, real quick. Yes, sir. The Leadership Coalition.org. It is an org. Oh. So that's one. Two, my, uh, if you've got a, a wireless mic, I'm going to drop it here in this corner, <laughs> given how, how that segment went. That was, <laughs> yes. that, that was good. That was good. You like that? that. Was we're we're going to have you back. We're going to definitely have you back. And I, I like that you're wearing purple. First of all, you're amazing. And, and we're, again, we got 13 minutes left, so we're not going to be able to talk about everything. But I got to bring in this concept of servant leadership because you're both servant leaders. You're both helping others to, to live their best life. And that's what this show is all about. Bigger than me is way bigger than me. Right. So we're going to show a video of you being a good Samaritan. You ready, Mike? You got you you're on the screen. OK, I'm going to press play. In the middle of the night on Christmas, but the driver. This is not what you want to be doing in the middle of the night on Christmas. But the driver of this white BMW found himself stuck along I-90 near Issaquah with little or no chance of getting out. Until this guy came along. And uh, I figured rather than wait for ability and opportunity to cross paths, I have the ability, I seek the opportunity to start helping people. Just out helping people in his huge fire engine red 2001 Hummer. And it seems assisting stranded drivers is somewhat of a pastime. Some people want to give me money. Some people ask me for my name and number so they can take me out for a drink. Um, they ask me for my name and, and the response is always the same. First name good, last name Samaritan. So the mystery man dropped down face first in the snow to find a place to hook onto the car's axle grabbed his toe strap and connected it to the car. All right, slow and reverse. Now, watch that fire engine red 2001 Hummer pop the white Beamer right out of the ditch. The people in the BMW then loosened the toe strap and handed it back. And with a nod of his head, first name Good, last name Samaritan, heads off in delight. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. I'm sorry, but I so love that. Sean, the Good Samaritan. I, I appreciate that. I do. Wow. That that was awesome. So why, why do you do that? What to, For people around the country, you know, Seattle's a beautiful place, but there are occasions and locations where it gets treacher, treacherous and snowy. Tell us about where you were and why you were doing what you were doing. So I've, I've done this successfully twice, unsuccessfully twice, but this was back in 2009, and I didn't have my daughter for Christmas. And one of the things I learned in my economics courses, I'm a proud wildcat from Central Washington University, it was the concept of personal cost versus public benefit. Mm. And so it, it's Christmas Eve, um, Snoqualmie Pass is one of two east-west thoroughfares through the Cascade Mountains here in the beautiful state of Washington. And when it snows, it does get treacherous. So overnight Christmas Eve, over um, bleeding into, into Christmas morning, I went up and, and I just did a patrol of Snoqualmie Pass back and forth uh, across the worst parts looking for stranded motorists. That's cool. And it was either stay home, get some sleep, get a little bit of work done, maybe read, but probably watch TV. I could be out. And with a small personal cost to me, have great societal benefit <clears throat> and, and maybe save someone else's Christmas. 
And mm-hmm. I wound up recovering four vehicles that, that night and, and getting them to where they wanted to go. That is so awesome. Is that beautiful? That is. And we were talking about this, this, this concept of acts of kindness. We talk about acts of kindness. That was more than an act of kindness because it feels like acts of kindness are almost like they're, they're accidental. Something happens and you're like, oh, let me help you. Old lady's walking across the street and you help her. She drops, someone drops something and you help pick them up. This is an intentional servant leadership. So let's talk about the difference between an act of kindness, just you driving by, versus you intentionally going out, spending your Christmas looking to help someone, intentionally, proactively helping others. So there are a couple different layers to, okay. to quote-unquote help. Yeah. Uh, if someone comes to you and says, hey, I'm, I'm in a tough spot, can, can you give me some help? And, and it, it, it's low-level help, right? Mm-hmm. You're not being asked to donate a kidney. That's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> right. But, but someone just asks for help, and you say yes. That does not make you a great person. That's just one level up from not being a jerk. <laughs> okay. A, a true act of kindness is, <laughs> is so that, that's the little old lady. Can we Come. pause real quick? No. So you're, you're right. He, let's, let's pause, people. I, I just need you to understand what he just said, because I think people think I need a gold star and, 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 and a, you know, a, a blue badge of honor. You just said if someone asks you for help, and you say yes. That's kind of the expectation. Of course it is. Yeah, that is our, our base level human existence expectation. That is our rent for being on this earth. Did you hear what he just said? People, I actually feel that way. And I've had people criticize me to say people don't have to help. I agree you don't have to. But in my mind, it's like, isn't that kind of why we're here? So it's not the normal state of thinking, but thank you. We're going to, part of what we do for this show, like I said, we tell stories, we share wisdom, we elevate expectations. Part of what we're doing today is we're elevating expectations. If someone asks you for help, that's kind of a baseline, yes, you should typically help. Please finish. I'm sorry. I just got excited. Oh, no, I, I absolutely <laughs> appreciate it about you, Tracy. I do. Um, so, okay, the, the little lady on, on the street corner, she says, hey, will you please help me? You do. Great. That is our base level human expectation. You notice the same little old lady, and you offer to help. That is our act of kindness. Mm. If you weren't supposed to be on the street corner and you've got 15 minutes to kill and you leave your office and you go down there because you know that there is a, an elderly population mm. and you're going to stand there in the sunshine and offer to help, now we're looking at servant leadership, mm. where servant leadership is empowering others by giving them what they need. Not what they want necessarily, but what they need. And servant leadership exists in the family. It it exists in in our communities where we do our volunteering and certainly in the workplace and in our schools. Mm, I love that to no end. Uh, Balani, what you're doing is servant leadership as well. You're helping parents be better parents. You're giving them what they need. And it's, it's actually harder to do the right thing than it is to just let your kids be crazy. That depends on how you look at it, because okay. I think uh, I think there's a whole different level of uh, pain that comes from uh. having uh, having children behave, you know, Probably. outside of what we want, and we feel because there's a le- there's a different level of pain because of a sense of powerlessness that's there. Because as parents, we don't really give birth to our children thinking, you know what? I think I'm gonna mess you up. <laughs> You know, we don't do that, but we still we still do it, you know. And so, uh, uh, you know, so so being and we know that we're doing it Mm -hmm. on on some level, you know. But if we don't feel equipped, then that's a different level of pain. 
you know, so you don't feel I think it's harder. I think it's definitely harder in the short term and mm-hmm. the long term. It's harder. So this concept of servant leadership, let's go back to that. Um, what recommendations we got three or four minutes left here. What recommendations do you provide to others to help them become servant leaders? Oh, goodness. Um, that that is like two shows. OK, so, we'll, so, we'll so 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 then, <laughs> then find two words for me, because what you did on that that video, that was chivalrous to me. And I, and I love a gentleman. Right. And you 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 get you said something about the term gentlemanliness. Let's talk about those two things as we end. Let's just present the topics and we're going to be bringing you back. But let's present the topic now so people can start noodling on it, whoever you are. This concept of servant leadership, you mentioned there's three ways for you to serve. Being proactive is one. Right. Now we're going to transition to 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 another topic. So when we come back, we're going to have introduced these topics. People can noodle on them. This concept of being chivalrous and being a gentleman. I, I appreciate the question and, and the define reason, those two. Most people want to use those words interchangeably and, and right. think that they're synonymous. Chivalry is is a code about how you engage with and treat others. Everything from I won't attack my enemy from behind to how you treat the poor to how you behave in, in front of a, a woman. Gentlemanliness really just focuses on a man's engagement with a woman and that outward demonstration of respect and courtesy. So a little nuance to gentlemanliness. So all yes. you male listeners, this is huge. Way back uh, in the in the 1920s, um, gentlemen would walk between the woman and it, let's say you're walking down the sidewalk. You walk between the storefront and her because you were between the the woman you're with and the threat, which were alleyways. And back then, shopkeepers would empty their garbage pails into the gutters. Nice wide streets, very few cars, mostly slow moving horses and carriages. Nowadays, mm. we should walk between, and again, the, the gentleman stays between the woman and the threat. Now we're on the other mm-hmm. side of her. And if you cross the street or turn a corner and find yourself on the side you shouldn't be, you put your hand on the small of her back, you guide her to the other side, that is being a gentleman. Guys, is, we are two minutes left. We are definitely going to have you both back. Any final words you want to share? You got 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Ladies well, first, blondly. Did you see? Did you see that? <laughs> Give me a high five. You know, <laughs> ladies first. In any final um, words that you want to share yeah, with our listening um, audience, anything, any action oriented, or how did you feel today with the with the 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 coaching, the dating coaching? Oh, I. It's been wonderful this uh, this brief time. You know, uh, it's been fabulous, and I really, really appreciate the questions. They're they're wonderfully worded and and very insightful i appreciate your your uh i appreciate the work that you do insightful and it's very very any final words sir i advocate what i call a a leadership legacy how we want to be viewed and of course how we want to be remembered and mine is rooted in appreciation so when we thank someone when you say i appreciate make sure you say i appreciate you not Mm. i appreciate the thing i appreciate Mm. this lasagna Really? You don't appreciate me for the for the ingredients and for putting it together, for driving it over <laughs> exactly. your house. I appreciate you yes. for, but make sure you're saying you appreciate the person. I love that. This is Tracy Harrell, and this has been the exact type of show that we're going to continue to bring to you. But again, it's about you because it's bigger than me. It's bigger than all of us. So you decide what you're going to do differently. How are you going to be a servant leader? Who are you going to help? And if you're a parent, what are you going to do differently? This is Tracy Harrell, and this is how we end every show. Bigger than me, baby. <laughs>